Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We are you now three-ish games for most teams into the season. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. We don't need that. There's already been a fight. Uh, lots to talk about. First reactions to the season thus far. PJ, please stop. You're, people are going to not be listening already. No? I think that there's a good chance... Ready to lost at least three people that would have listened to this entire thing have definitely turned it off by now. That was it. That was the so. thing, huh? I'm just, just saying, most of the time it's singing, and this time, instead of singing, you're like, I was like, getting a spit make... ready. I had a mouth guard in, sorry. Well, you're going to get suspended if you do that. No, I'd get suspended if I punched you, not if I just spit. I mean... You don't think? I think that if it would have been clear that Rondo had spit on Chris Paul, it was pretty clear after the Zabruder film diagnosis. The NBA Twitter see, did. but it looked like honestly, I'm I, I think NBA Twitter needs to, to really after the between the, the spit gate and be and the uh, the Brian Colangelo uh, burner accounts. Like NBA Twitter might be the best intelligence agency that this that country has right now. I mean, there's just cover so some much shit. footage. There's so much. <laughs> yeah, it's super helpful when you have a thousand cameras on a court, all pointing is, at the same thing. It's so nice. I uh, so before we dig into this whole fight, we should probably give a little background as to what the hell happened at, at, on Le- LeBron's home opener, home debut. Yeah, we're just Staples jumping, Center jumping right into it. And the Rockets ended up taking care of business, winning in the fourth. But uh, taking care of business, and like honestly, it's no one really had a huge game. Like James Harden was James Harden, and the Lakers just can't seem to shoot very well as a team right now. Not <laughs> not to mention play any defense. Oh right? no so no that's no! A bit of bit of a problem. Don't want to do but, that. Uh, you know, they've gotten, like, LeBron's looked solid, but you can tell he's feeling everything out. I mean, he is not. <laughs> like, the idea of playing defense? Well, he feeling... doesn't, I don't, that, I, I don't think, he's definitely not exerting maximum effort on defense, but. Oh, yeah. He also, he doesn't know what guys he's trusting yet. Yeah? It seems like he's just kind of feeling everybody out. He's he's definitely doing some feeling. He was feeling he was feeling like helping Chris Paul out of getting his old his old arse beat. Chris Paul's a t- tough dude. I, yeah. I I would take Rajon Rondo in that fight, but honestly, I was pretty in on the idea of seeing Chris Paul get punched. So this whole thing starts yeah. Brandon Ingram. Yeah, break it down for us. Dead ball. Brandon Ingram shoves James Harden. James Harden is going to the ref to like complain for a foul or something you know typical james harden style brandon ingram shoves him which starts this whole thing brandon ingram ended up getting a four-game suspension was the most of all these players then which was followed by you know the team's kind of scuffle chris paul and rondo are right next to each other that is where the alleged spitting occurs which then Leads to Chris Paul putting a finger in Rajon Rondo's face, which leads him to landing a left directly into his grill, and it was solid. Like mm-hmm. I mean, very good contact, and yeah. Chris Paul countered with the nice uppercut. Did not land like solidly, but very good. And then attempt. everything, everybody kind of got split up after that. But like 
then was Brandon, a legitimate fight. Yeah. And then Brandon Ingram came in and swung as well. Yeah, so then he tried to land another punch and keep things going. And Which I think he hit PJ yeah. Tucker. Also a guy I would not would not want to fight. I would much rather fight Chris Paul than PJ Tucker. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, PJ, pure size too. Oh, PJ Tucker's just like oak oak strong, like thick. Like Did you see knock you out in a one lick? <clears throat> one quick thing on PJ Tucker. Did you see in game one he th- wore three different pairs of sneakers? I'm not surprised. I said that. So you see Kuzma. Kuzma got that deal with uh, Goat, which is a. Uh, shoe website it's like essentially like stock ad. it's yeah. the same he that he signed an endorsement deal with that but i was like why is that com- why is that company not why wasn't their first call to pj tucker i mean pj tucker by far wears the most different pair of sneakers which is like that's like kuzma's not gonna be tied to any shoe brand like he's just gonna wear what they give him essentially so he's gonna wear a How bunch you- of cool shit which is cool but i'm like that's You've literally described what PJ Tucker was already doing. Like you just took the PJ Tucker model and are like not gonna give it to him. Like that's kind of fucked up, I think. I agree. Like he's probably bought shoes from them. Like he's like legitimately like is a customer. Or the type of person they want. I've spent a lot of time wondering like where the hell these guys get some of the shoes that they He spent like two hundred thousand or I think he said last year on shoes. That is he That's donates so a lot of them though too, which is cool. So I I can't, but it's still it's a ton of money. Anyway, quick sidebar on PJ Tucker and his shoes, but um, yeah, uh, the whole the whole it was unfortunate. A that I, I did you see it live? I did not. Yeah, I had fallen I had fallen asleep by that point. I was getting I was getting a little dozy. I was dozing off, but at a woke you right up. <sighs> I, I, I popped up out of my seat and I was like, holy fuck. So what are your first impressions of this Laker team with LeBron on it? Well, before... So I wanted to ask you the question of what's more offensive though, the spitting or the like Chris Paul like finger in the face thing? Spitting is one of the most offensive things that you can do. It's super face. disrespectful, but... I think it's disgusting. It's so disrespectful. I think if someone putting put, your finger in someone's face is not cool. Getting in someone's face like that is clearly grounds to be fighting. I mean, it's on at that point. If someone but. did what Chris Paul did to me, like I would punch them in the fucking face too. And I, I mean, like, granted, he did that right, because if he someone thought, spit on you, you'd probably put your finger in their face or worse. I think you would just lead with the punch. Though, if someone spits you in your face, you either lead in the you lead with the punch or like I'm doing the the like the face palm I'm doing the full like face like hand to your face like pushing your shit away from me yeah I'm not the yeah. p- finger poking thing is mad like made me mad angry I was like that's just so fucking mm, I don't know I guess I just don't really understand why that's that much worse like the I, to to poke like the it's the pointing mixed with like hitting me in the face and like stuff yeah, like I don't it's, think any of that is good but it's nothing in comparison to being spit on by somebody else I, it's night and day in my opinion but he was he was just doing maybe like maybe you're more lenient with spit I mean some no I mean someone spit on me like but I'm not going to the poking was like yeah 
Because if someone like straight up like spit on, because I don't think uh, Rajon was like let out a full like I don't think he got a full like <laughs> lugia or anything like it wasn't a full like spat like I I was thinking it was more of an exchange of even if Rondo did I think kind of spit on him I don't think it was the full like aggressive like you see like in a they Sopranos where they spit on the guy after they like, knock him to the ground type stuff like. Yeah, it wasn't like that kind of a spit. It was more of the you know, like you you had a sunflower right, seed the, in your mouth. The question kind of... you asked me was getting, I mean, just getting spit on in general is worse. Yeah, like I, I there's something about that. There was just something about that finger pointing by Chris <laughs> Paul that I can't let go. It just bothered the hell out of me. <laughs> I just I, looked way past I, the spitting. Really bizarre to me because I didn't really even think of that as. It's all I can think that about. They, that it was on then because you definitely couldn't tell that there had been. Uh, it, it didn't to the naked eye like real time. You definitely could not tell anyone spit on anyone. I just saw it Chris just Paul. See, it put, looked like Rajon Rondo said something. Yeah, which resulted in him putting his finger directly in his face, which then led to. And I was like, fight, and that's probably a lot of it because I was like, Fuck it's really like, Chris Paul to deserves to be punched in the face for that shit. My goodness, it uh. <laughs> I just don't know what to say to that. About just the finger thing? Not a yeah, finger. Yeah, just what's, what is the big deal? With the finger? Like, yeah, you put your finger in someone else's face like that. Yes, you're going to fight. But it's not like a disrespectful, like, it's not a disrespectful. No, it's something, there's something just like catty fucked up about it. I don't know. It's very Chris Paul. It's very Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 100%. I agree. Like, if LeBron's getting in a fight, that's not happening. But, like, it's also like... If someone were like poking you in the chest with their finger, it's like the same thing, but an elevated move of that is to put it in my face. Like, but yeah, I did like okay. the the. I lip can tell you're not going to change your mind on this, so I'm not going to try to make you change. Your just mind. I just it stuck with me, man. I can't shake it. But um, those suspensions, I was I was pretty surprised about. You know, in, in a in a league that's really not about fighting, I don't. They really didn't like uncondone it in this instance. No, I uh, no. I thought it was kind of bullshit that Rondo and uh, Chris Paul didn't get the same amount of games. I thought Brandon Ingram definitely deserved to get the most, considering he kind of started it, was removed, and then like you can't have a guy then coming back in and, and swinging and like that not be punished more severely. But I'm surprised that four games is the most that anyone got out of this. Uh yeah, I am too. I thought that Rondo should have because of him actually punch a it if they ruled that he did spit and if you punch someone in the face and clearly punch someone in the face feels like a five game suspension to me. But but I, Chris Paul was doing shit too. Like I think Chris Paul and Chris Paul probably equally... should have gotten spit another game or two too. But connecting and not connecting on the punch does matter when it comes to getting suspended. Just because but Paul connected of all of this. A little. He connected. He did not he connect connected. in the same way that Ra- Rajon did. But, dude, let's let's move on. We have there's a ton to talk about from the first week. But this is this is the thing, Ultra. This is this, this, this is, is a big one. I agree. I just this is a headliner. But to I answer know. your question, what I think about the Lakers, uh, I'm uh, pretty. It's pretty hilarious how uh, little defense they've played. It's not good. It's but defense. there was nothing about them like I picked the under for them kind of for this reason of just that I thought it was going to take him a little bit of time and 
I just I think they're gonna yeah, still. I, I, you and I were in agreement on the under, and we did not bet it. So that was wait, did we bet it? We might have gotten talked into that one. I don't know if we did anything with that, to be honest, at the moment. But I thought it was going to be a slow start, but there's nothing about it them that I was... They just haven't... Yeah, they can't shoot. Wasn't surprised by that. I just think they've played a couple really like quality teams to start the season. And uh, there, there's, there was nothing about them that I was like, oh, they're not going to just clean up the bottom half of this league still. I mean, once they start playing you know, Dallas or Sacramento or some of these, like, I think they'll be fine. I don't yeah. see this being a grand like red flag of anything. They just you know they didn't play any defense. I think Kuzma kind of got lit up in uh in that game against uh against Houston. I think he was looked pretty bad. He came out after it and said like oh it's not gonna you're never gonna get that performance from me again. Um, uh, whatever. He's second year. He had plenty of games like that last year. They didn't really do much for that team. He's still learning how to play in the NBA. Well, and all, all these guys learning to play like with LeBron under the pressure of that, and he's a. Uh, the only weird thing is they've really deferred a lot. Like he's not really been like a focal <laughs> point as much as I. I thought he was going to be like things are going to be moving through him a lot more. He's been very quick to give up the ball, and not. I mean, he's he's picked his moments to score, but um, like they were just. They were freaking feeding uh, JaVale like in that first, the first half of that Rockets yeah. game. JaVale was getting all the fucking looks, and I mean, then you had like I like I thought the 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 game plan they had or how they played against the Rockets versus the Blazers was just two very different, interesting, non-LeBron like offense-looking teams, and, and for different reasons, which might be good, and it's. It was just it took a little bit of an adjustment for me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just nothing has come out as like a huge red flag, but they're also zero and two, which isn't great. But this is going to be the this that's going to be the story of the season in the Western Conference. They're going to play really tough games most nights. So you're going to go up again. You're going to have stretches that you play Houston and Portland back to back. Um, and they were back-to-back nights. I'm not saying that, but those are two yeah. tough games. You're playing in Portland to start the year. Portland has been has impressed me more than I that I thought that they would. They they have gotten way more way more contributions from their bench. And yeah, Stauskas having an unbelievable game, but like they didn't get great games from Willard or McCollum. So it's not like that wasn't a game that they could have won. It had those guys played well, and they wouldn't have gotten much of a bench contribution like Nurkic has been a problem for them he has not been yeah. very good to start the year but Big uh, um, Zach Collins however had six blocks against the Lakers and was by far their their most important defensive player in that game which was nice to see yeah I, was... I mean he's a he's a fun player and he's the best I've never thing they traded a lot to take him like they yeah, I know they're high on him. Two first to move up and take him, and you know I think that Nurkic for four and forty-eight after how well he's played the last year and a half he's been with Portland is probably a fair contract, but maybe he's coming off the bench sooner rather than later. But 
Probably, probably a season away from that. We'll see though. He's yeah. I wasn't. He's. It seems like he just got. He's been worse since the playoffs. Like it's kind of this Nurkic. Yeah. It, yeah. It's been a little bit of a trend of like yeah some some red flag things you saw towards the end of last season that didn't get corrected over the summer. Like they're just kind of back in place. But there's. This is the the one thing about like early bas like early NBA basketball now, especially if they move this start date up. The first month is is almost a preseason in of itself. Like there's just there's so much. I know we I think we say it pretty much every year, but I like to, I do like to live by the rule of the 25 games before I'm making any declarations on any particular team. But if I'm gonna make one, like, I I do think the the Lakers. I think that idea of them being like a top four seed. How they're currently constructed could can be really you gotta come come down from those expectations if you're sitting there. If, the way and, that their roster is currently constructed, that is just not gonna happen. Right. I just I don't think the the LeBron magic wand was is for the people that were trying to to sell that piece. I think that was a difficult. That's a difficult sell to me. Just where LeBron is at in his career right now, where he's. What he's trying to do with this team, I think he, he understands it, and I just that's a that's a tough get unless I see Lonzo and Kuzma who are who are both going to get a start now get a which is maybe a nice little like plus for this is if those guys get a starting role, I'd be kind of hella cool if Lonzo could just like have oh, two can, really good ga- have a couple good games while Rondo's out and just keep that spot. Well, and the one thing that, and it's a, it's a different degree of problem, but the similarity that I see between the Celtics and the Lakers, they have too many players that need minutes, and it's going to be tough to make that all work. Like Lonzo and Rondo, same style of play between those two guys. You could you could play them both at the same time, but you know if Lonzo keeps shooting the way he does, because he's been the only guy that's shot pretty well to start the year for them he uh that won't be as big of a problem but in general you're worried about shooting and spacing with those two guys because rondo has never been a great three-point shooter although he's been better throughout the last couple of years he's gotten better um he's but, he's learned he, yeah he's developed into what like but it seems like those guys having the ball in their hands is the best move and like brandon ingram same thing i don't look as at him and say like oh, yeah he's a great off ball weapon for this team like, i want brandon ingram with the ball in his hands making things happen it's like but maybe, he's the he's the guy that's gotta he would be the guy that has to learn and to to get some shots off off passes and he he didn't i, I will say like the first two games i wasn't very impressed with him. i mean he was struggling shooting more than i thought he would but right hey Ah, well. She's talking about that other that other team in uh another California team. Well, one quick note on the Rockets because they're no. one and two after losing to the Clippers yesterday. Um, yeah. Not, I mean, is this a red flag for how no. they've started the year? They got blown out against the Pelicans, which was not on, on their home court. They got blown out by twenty. It was Shouts um, to the Pelicans. Yeah, they've looked great to start the year, and we'll yeah. talk. Someone about was someone that. was doubting them. 
Oh, I was a, I was doubting them. I was Did not think Miritich was going to be coming out hot. Well, I certainly didn't think that either. But playoff, Nico is picking up right where he left off in the playoffs. Like they're, let's say, dude, that he fucking he's as much as it pains me to say, it, he's pretty freaking perfect to play with AD. Like good for good for that dude. That's that might just have been like the perfect spot for him to land. He can be trash once like eighty leaves, but again, <laughs> it's a two the, game two game sample size, right? What do you think yeah. his PER is in two know. games? Uh, Thirty seven and a half. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That is like uh that's like if you play in two K and you do the normalized minutes and like stat stuff and you just go off like the first like two you play the first two games and you drop like forty points and like that like a five minute quarter type thing and then you look at the stats after, yeah. Some he, crazy shit like that. He is shooting fifty five percent from the free throw line and he has an effective field goal percentage of above seventy four percent still. So that just goes to show you how well he's shooting from both two and three to start the year, and he's averaging almost 10 rebounds a game, too. Nico, Nico the big just, man rotation is working in New Orleans, that's for sure. And AD is – look, we're going to be talking about him as an, as an MVP candidate for sure this year if he's healthy. It's there for him. Yeah, the uh, the AD for MVP play I think is, is definitely – it's – it is is it if it, you didn't think it was in play before it definitely is because if this team if that team can win fifty games, I think he's got a very very good case to be be that. Um, and they they started out well and I think that's for that team of of any team in particular. If you were to to couple a few teams, I think that was good to get off the hot starts. I'd say New Orleans, Denver, Milwaukee, like three teams people were high on. I, and I think just like with where they were coming off in their seasons last year, coming into this year, like the all three started out very strong. I think it was a very is a a good sign for all of those teams that I think that by them coming out that strong, like it it just it it's kind of a an edge releasing of any skepticism or. Kind of that pressure, I think, for those teams that they've been able to – they've been talked about a lot in conversation and to be able to just come out the gate on a strong – the strong end, I think, is is important for for them just moving forward. Like, if those teams struggle early, I just – I wonder what the that does to their, their outlook in general, if that makes any sense, or if I'm just sounding way out there in left field. No, you're right. Um, so the other team in California that you want to talk about, I'm assuming it's Sacramento. Oh yeah, big big win over the uh, yeah that Oklahoma City Thunder stuff. I don't know, man. I don't know what I was. I was drunk that last episode. I think. Yeah, them cut. Co- yeah, the the Kings beat the uh, beat beat the Thunder and with, Russ's with return. Russ coming back and Russ had a good game. Russ, Russ did really well in his return. I'm not so. Maybe Melo wasn't the problem with them because I just didn't like their fucking offense at all with uh, what they were doing on uh, against the Kings, against the freaking Kings. Like I just thought that it was it just looked a little bit too clunky, and it was 
Yeah, I there's, there's not just... much fluidity. And Paul Drew just honestly, deferring the way... a fuck ton still, and it's bothering me. The sit for the same reasons why I have a tough time watching the Timberwolves. Sometimes the same reason why it's kind of tough to watch them. Sometimes yeah. it's ball dominance with Russ, and then when Russ isn't in the game, you don't really know who's going to be the playmaker for that team. And you know, sub Jimmy Butler and for Russ, it's the same. You know, same idea. Yeah, the ISO ball crap stuff. But yeah, it's like those yeah. just those moments where you're like, if I'm sitting on my ass on my couch and I'm just like. Like I get that, I get that tension almost in my chest of like, oh, pass the ball type stuff. You should have already passed the ball. Yeah, I don't know. They're other than those two. I mean, Paul George had a had a terrible start to the season against the uh, the Clippers, or excuse me, they they opened up against the Warriors, and he actually had a pretty good game against them uh kept it close but that's a tough game to win at golden state to open the season but then they played the clippers second game of the year and he started out like two of ten or something and just really had a tough time getting things going um yeah i uh it's too early with them they had a really bad start to the season last year with mellow and they turned things around so they still have steven adams is one of the best centers um I love that he's still doing the Nick Collison handshake. Like, dude, shout out, out to the. It's hilarious. Well, and 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 uh, Kyle Lowry's still doing his uh, his handshake that him and Demar did without these these uh, their forgotten teammates or whatever that stuff. I, I I assumed you'd be getting all up in your feelings on those. Ultra Ultra was texting me about uh, sent me some post about Kyle Lowry and Demar and was in his like. All caught up in his feelings uh, <laughs> about. Well, there uh, the, was a there was an uninterrupted post with Demar and Serge, and Serge made him some food, and he like was geeking out. It's funny, but yep, I was uh, just I forgot that uninterrupted was a thing, and had to make my way through mm-hmm. that on Saturday morning, and thought you'd get a kick out of it. It was fine, but I thought I think Ultra just really misses. I think Ultra's like the second most upset person behind DeMar DeRozan that DeMar got traded away from the Raptors. Except that it's fun watching Kawhi with them. Yeah. They're yeah. they're hey, really good. Hey, Ultra. Forno tonight. Do you want to talk about if Kawhi is healthy again? I don't think we need to. <laughs> oh, yeah? After I yelled at you like two episodes ago about that? or Well, last it, just, week? it seemed like he was healthy, but we hadn't seen the guy play either, right? Other than preseason. I mean, yeah, but you, it's, well, that's you were right. Playing. You were hundred. Yeah, Ooh. you were hundred percent right. He's. Ooh. Hear that, folks? I was right. I don't. I don't say that all that often. Don't hundred percent concede to you, but you're right. Um, usually, usually am. Surge has looked better for them yeah. thus far this He's year. He's been a good surge for them. Um, OG seems to have taken a step forward. Kyle Lowry's had a great start to the year. Yeah, they're tough. I mean, they're they beat the Celtics in their second game of the season. So you want to hear like my? I said, man, Celtics got to figure out how they're going to distribute their minutes. I just I don't know how you're going to get those guys enough touches. Like Kyrie should be scoring twenty plus for them, and he's not right now. He's he's taking a way more of like a backseat kind of roll to this thing than I I thought he was going to be one to kind of come out the gate and 
really dominate, but they, they, they've essentially kind of taken what they were doing in the playoffs, and they're like just working Gordon Hayward and Kyrie into it in some ways. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jason Tatum's been, yeah, I think the, the early story for a lot of people um, as far as that goes. But, yeah, I, I, I got to say, like, after one week, the, the only big big thing I'm, I'm taking away from everything is that I think if you look at the, the Eastern Conference – it's the Celtics and the Raptors are, are definitely in their own class above everyone else. And I'm I'm not gonna lie, man, the and this is this has probably got a lot of bias to it, but the seventy sixers thing is is giving me a little bit of a concern or pause. Maybe what maybe pause. It? I don't really the Markel Fultz. Yeah. Yo, like that is like I so I didn't really realize this until after we recorded last week, but they were looking like I think it was like day before whatever, but uh just the efficiencies of like four the, the I forget what the exact stat is, but they were talking about with the Sixers, literally had four of like the top five like so they take four like of like the best lineups. They just they only use four players for it. Uh, so like the most efficient lineups though, and it was like Embiid, Simmons, Sarich, and Redick. I think was the number one, and then you kind of go that like it was Embiid, it was Simmons, Sarich, Covington, and Embiid. You know something like this. So basically, the Sixers had like three of the four, or whatever, but. I, I think JJ is going to end up getting back, put back in the starters' role at some point because I just I don't I, didn't, I haven't seen anything from Markel early to be like okay this is this is this makes sense to keep this going um, and they're just they're they're a little clunky as far as like the fact that they still can't fucking shoot and there's not there's that shooting Sarge does not start out well shooting. They're just that that piece of it, and it's they've got more I think red flags than I oh I know people were pointing them out, but just seeing it live against when they played the Bulls, who literally won't will let anyone score on you if you would like to, to um, like there's the whole thing. I, I was looking at them, and I was like, I'm just not as impressed with them as I was. Set with the Celtics and the, and the Raptors, I think are just a different class this year, and are going to continue to be. But just as like first impressions, but my my second thing would be that, like that second tier of teams. I and this is four games, and I will probably eat this tape when it in a month it could. But like the Bucks, I think are leading that second class of teams through through this early stretch. Like it's. Shockingly, folks, having Giannis have a coach in this team, like it's 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 looked a fucking lot different. <laughs> like it's super, like it has been weird to see the Bucks chucking up as many threes. Well, before and just... before we move on to the Bucks, because I know we're gonna want to spend a little time on them, I would like to talk about the Sixers for a minute because I I do or give my two cents, I guess, because I do think that it hasn't looked as fluid like the first game of the year in particular against the Celtics. Markel did not look good. Um, he, I don't know how you, I don't know how it's going to work with him and Simmons on the floor together. Right. Because Markel, it seems like, is a guy, maybe you just, 
you run him with the second unit and yes. you let him figure this stuff out. But I do think it's really important. He is was still a first round pick. Sure. He was unanimously, almost unanimously, the first, the number one overall pick in that draft. Like, yeah. I can couldn't tell you one person or one thing that I read that said, you know, pick Lonzo or Jason Tatum over him. Mm. But he went number one. I saw some he, stuff. I mean, there was some argument for Tatum just with if the Celtics had been picking there. Sure. Yeah, but after you knew it was the Sixers. Once the trade happened, yeah. And then they they all the weird stuff last year with the shot and everything like yeah. that, but he it, that hasn't really been the issue as much. I know he's not he's not exactly lighting it up from three or anything, but they're still figuring out well, what how it's gonna work with them. And you might as well figure this out now to see is this a guy that you should be trading? Or is this a guy that you should be trying to invest in finding a way for him to play next to Joel and Ben Simmons and being your, you know, this is your your future. This is your big three. And it's too early to say it's not going to work with them. Right. You should figure it out at the beginning of the season, not not later on. I get the idea of, like, this is the time to, to try it if you need to, but it just hasn't looked really great and i also want to point out we were very i i know i brought this up last year his like first game sixers are also two and one and they, they're one loss to the celtics it's not like yeah they just it just hasn't uh but so we definitely brought this up last year during his like debut or maybe the second room but this, this the philly fan cheering shit with him like in his shots like I definitely remember us having that conversation last year about it being weird, and then this year, like it, it they, they took it and made it weirder, because it it turned into a real like Rudy like end of bet like this dude's a number one overall pick, and now they were treating him as like how Bulls fans reacted with like Scalabrini. It's almost emasculating a little bit. I. I- think that's yeah. what you're trying I to don't say. yeah but it, it's not but I don't think they're doing it like it with like ill intentions but it's it's kind of like dude like this is like this kid is is like he is a little bit above that kind of a, a reaction to be honest yeah like you, you gotta we gotta kind of it just got weird to the point but where it's can't. like over the top like for a while, it seemed like he may not get to the point that he was shooting threes for two years, and it's the next season, and he has hit a three already this year. So it's an improvement. I don't blame Philly for getting excited for Markel playing well. But it was. But but I totally, I totally get what you're saying, though. Yeah, it wasn't. It's not a. It wasn't a. Who if you're like? Markel, oh, you're he's like lighting great. it up. It was like, like he'd Mark- make a good pass. It's literally anything he was doing. They were just. Kind of over. It was very over the top, kind of cheesy, corny, uncomfortable. Yeah, cheering. I just I was like, oh, that's. But they did this last year too, though. So people were bringing it up and say, "Oh, this is you know, this is kind of." But they brought this. They did this last year. I know we talked about it. That it just it, it's it's still it's. I mean, more people are picking up on it being weird, but. Yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised that it's still... I don't know. I, I am not as worried about them yes, yet, but the you're right in that the the Bucks look great. 
and Giannis has been stellar this season up to this point. His, uh, you and I were talking before the podcast started, and he his efficiency has definitely dropped a little yeah. bit. Like he's shooting below fifty percent from the field. He had not. He had been taken in the first two games. He had taken a total of ten threes. He did not hit on any of them. Finally hit a three tonight, so he's one of thirteen this season. So I think that that's going to regress closer to thirty percent for him. Oh, it doesn't look like he's taking the leap quite as much as you would you would want him to. But I, he's putting up unbelievable. He's averaging almost seventeen boards a game through three games. And that's, well, I think it's more. I was going to make the counter that I think it's just more him understanding where he's going to get looks in this offense more than anything because you. There's been moments I feel like he would revert to, like in the second half against the the Hornets in that game, he kind of reverted back to some of that. Jason just like he puts his head down and just would try to basically go one on four, like one on five against the the Hornets, and that was all like fine and good, but it's just it's not the really the Budenhoser. What Budenholzer's offense is all about, and like the ball movement that they have been have shown, like it's it's been encouraging. Like I, I've I've liked so much of it, but he's reverted a few points. I think it's just I think for him it's going to be getting comfortable with where he's going to get looks on the floor this year, and it's also like what I've been encouraged by is I don't feel like he's had to work as hard to get his shots. See, I the I guess the only. I disagree with you a little bit. He's his turnovers are way up. Oh yeah, yeah. But he's but he they're having him do they're having the ball go through him more, rather than just like oh Giannis go score. It's like Giannis look for other guys. If he's getting way easier looks, his field goal percentage would be going down. Yeah, well I'm saying he's but he's getting open jump like. Maybe I I I phrased it wrong, but he's getting easier. Like his his shots aren't all him having to barrel in back into the lane and, like, jump up and have three dudes jump with him and hope he just, like, dunks over them. Like, he's he's not working as hard. He is getting rid of the ball, but he isn't – yeah, he is turning the ball over a lot. He's He's been making some bad – some poor decisions, and then that reverts to what I was talking about, like that second half against uh, Charlotte. He's, like, would just kind of put his head down and try to score – and that looked a little bit more retro of what Milwaukee's offense had looked like in past years. Um, but, like, as a team, like, they actually look like they're a team that's been coached. So, it's, it's amazing. They're they're good. And I've actually been kind of impressed with how Bledsoe has played thus far this year. Yeah, he has not been bad. He's like been a really good – he's been a good compliment to Giannis. Yeah, and Chris Middleton's had a really great Middle, start as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's he had a really good night tonight. Um, so back to that California team <laughs> that we did a huge tangent away from. Uh, you want to talk about the Warriors a little bit? Yeah, can we? Yeah. Team that's ruining the league. If you haven't <laughs> seen it so far, do yourself a favor and find the video. There was, a, there was like a Snapchat video of a – of a, a grown ass man who was in very much in his feelings was in a Cavs jersey. Now, you could maybe make the argument was he like doing this as a bit? I'm not really sure, but he's the video is him screaming at Demarcus Cousins, screaming, "You've ruined the league! It's not funny. You ruined the league." 
and the camera pans from this this guy that I described to Ultra as looking like I said I said to him I was like glad to see Andy Milanakis is getting work still <laughs> that's kind of what the kid looks like seriously their guy whatever just, he's not a kid just losing his mind losing his mind the, the camera pans over to Boogie who's on the bench and he's just a smile on Boogie's face is is the justification I needed to just be because when they signed, I was definitely. This is the first time I was like, oh, "Fuck yeah, I'm in on the Warriors winning." Because I just want to see Boogie win a championship, and yeah, f f the all these other teams and all that. Like, but his reaction was the the, the justification of me being like, "Yes, this is why I love Demarcus Cousins." Is like the shit like this. Like he is laughing at this grown man, like all emotional and upset. At him and screaming, he read the league, and he just got his smirk and like kind of this are you serious impression on his face. But that's not why you called. What you really, what I wanted to really bring up was the idea that uh, it, the early impressions of this Warriors thing is that I think they are going to. I know you brought it up earlier about other teams, like that they're like the Lakers, they are going to get people's best efforts every night. Yo, the the Warriors are straight up gonna get people's best every night this year more than ever. Uh, they have been, I think, between Utah. You look at how Denver played last night, which that game was a fun ass game. The people, I think, have, have seen enough of the Warriors. I think that they they at least it appears to me the 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 teams that are at least adequately put together are going to at least have an a, a approach whether it's effective or not we you can make the argument but like these teams are at least going to have a, a method of attack against the warriors and they've you know they've now have three years of film on these guys and know how they they'll play all play together it's the warriors are not going to have very many easy games i think and and i don't want to say it as far as like that they're not going to because I do hope it kind of invigorates them to try a little bit more, but like the Warriors last year really caught themselves in not giving a shit, and then they had these third quarter uh, big outbursts in the third quarter where they go on these huge runs and take teams out of it, and they cruise in the fourth. I don't know if they're going to get as many of those this year, to be honest. Like I just, I don't think team. I think their teams have gotten better in the West at least that like they're going to be able to to match that shit with them. I don't know. Um, they, so what is your concern with them though? There isn't a concern. It's more of an excitement of like, like I, and I don't know if it it really is going to translate into anything grander, like on a more of a a macro level, but it's just like game in and game out. Like I, I don't think, as I know we would talk about last year, it'd be like, Teams have put a really good first half effort against the Warriors. Like even how the Nuggets played last night, how the uh, the Jazz game, which the Jazz game was also a fun as hell game, like down to the wire. Uh, but whereas like last year, you would though that the Warriors would go on these like third quarter runs, like that was a big part of their season last year. And I'm just I, I think what I, it stood out to me really is I just I after seeing how a couple seeing how the Jazz and seeing how the Nuggets played I kind of went you know I don't 
think I can I can picture the Warriors like just being able to do those runs anymore. I think teams are figuring out whatever. Like the mystique of the Warriors, in some ways, I think is washed over these guys of these other teams. And I think the Rockets were the team last year that that maybe maybe it showed all like the Jazz and some of these other teams like. What the Rockets were able to do in that Western Conference, although granted they lost, and maybe there's no moral victories in the basketball world, but I do think it, it did at least expose like there's a chink in this armor. Like this is not the the perfect thing ever, and these guys aren't. There, there's ways to go about it. You you have to be really good on your end of things. You have to be extremely effective, and you have to have a little luck and like, but. I think the Warriors are going to have some more games like we've seen early of these down to the wire you know, last couple of minutes, and it's it's back and forth. I don't know if they're going to be blowing as many teams out the water, I guess is the long-ended version of all that I'm saying. But it's just – and it's not a criticism of them. It just it, it got me kind of excited for them. I think it's that every game they're going to be on is, is more than I think the last – of the th- last three years uh. – I think it's gonna be appointment television more than than before. Now, yeah, when they play the Grizzlies or they play the oh, the Grizzlies played them pretty tough last year. We definitely lost some money on a particular Grizzlies Warriors game that I'm thinking Grizzlies of right now. Grizzlies are Grizzlies are about to beat Beating the Jazz. Jazz. Yeah. Um, I I just I, I'm. It was I was encouraged more, and I just it, maybe it's me just looking for it to be the. Uh, steward for the NBA and say when the people are like, oh, everyone knows how this season is going to end already. I kind of want to be like, fine. But I think the ride there might be a little bit more fun than we've been used to. And it's not fait accompli. I, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I don't I don't agree with you on this one. Yeah. So here's, here's my take. Yeah. The Warriors opened last season with a loss against the Rockets. So right. they started the year out 0-1. This year... They're about to go to three and one. They play the Suns tonight. They're up fourteen second quarter right now. They, yeah, the Suns aren't in my argument. They did case. not, in my opinion, have a like. They had a close game after the third quarter against OKC, but won by eight, and it was never really in jeopardy of them losing. They maintained they the lead, sure. Yep. Yeah, one game. You know, won the game. Game one where they get their rings in their home arena. Kind of a weird night. Then they get game two. Where they have to go and play on the road in Utah, it's a tough game. Yeah, Utah's they, a tough place to play. They they fall down after giving up eighty points. I think eighty one points in the first half. Eighty four, I think. Eighty four points in the first half. It's wild. They come back and win in a bizarre ending with uh, Drebko having a tip in as time expires. So yeah. like you could argue they they got definitely got some luck there, but they win that game. Then they have to go play back to back against the Nuggets after they've, you know, the Nuggets have looked great. This isn't discrediting the Nuggets, but the truth is they did not ha- have good shooting games from Steph or KD in that game. Nor did Clay have a very good game. And you could, like, some credit should definitely go to the Nuggets because they have defended better to start this year. Jokic, in particular, has been more of an anchor on the defensive end, like, really impressive guarding pick and roll. Um, yeah, fun to watch. He he's I mean he's just been spectacular. In do general. you want to read Jokic, the Jokic stat of what he did? Yeah, so uh, Jokic, uh, I don't have the full stat in front of me. If you do, you should read it. But he had a 30, 30 plus point triple double, no misses. 
he, uh, the previous he night was, on Saturday. Yeah, he's the first player since Wilt. He's the only player in NBA history other than Wilt Chamberlain to post a 30-point triple-double and shoot 100, 100% from the field. He... Uh, his he was close to having like a like a perfect night in a way. He was um, thirty five points, eleven for eleven from the field, three from three from three points, twelve rebounds, eleven assists, four steals. But he was ten for eleven from the free throw line. <laughs> One freaking this is fucking wild, man. Yeah, no, he one of the honestly made, one of the best games I've ever. I've that's unbelievable. Yeah, I only saw I only saw the second half, like a, a bit of it, uh, after I saw what he was it started doing. But he, I mean, uh, as impressive as DeAndre Aiden looked in his uh, first game against the Mavericks, uh, dude got himself looking like a rookie against uh, against Jokic, Jokic in that second game. Like Jokic put in work on him. So I and I I think that we should talk about the Nuggets a little bit more. But finishing my thought on the Warriors here, they're like I said, they're going to go three and one. I don't think they're going to have a particularly difficult game against the Suns at home tonight. I could be wrong. Maybe the Suns make it tough in the second half. But they uh, the West is good. What they are going to have some tough matchups, especially back to backs. Any three games and four nights, which are pretty rare in the NBA now that they space the schedule out a little bit more. But Anytime they run into a situation like that or they're resting guys, like, yeah, they're they're gonna be susceptible to losing those games. I don't I don't think the Warriors are worried about any team. I don't think they're worried about anyone. Are you sure? Yeah. I think they sure. need to be worried about the Jazz. And I think they uh, still need to be worried about the Rockets. The Jazz that are down sixteen points at home against the Grizzlies right now? Yeah, those 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 jazz, buddy. Those would be the ones. I just I think that everyone. Look, I'm a classic jazz hater. I have been the jazz hater. Pretty open about that. I'm a converted from. With, yeah, you've you've flopped on them since Mitchell's there now. But <laughs> they and yep. he's dope. So that's fully great. admitted into that. Donovan Mitchell <laughs> made the Utah Jazz cool, and I'm okay with it. And Joel Ingles is also a part of that, but yeah. Joe is, I feel like most, anyone on NBA Twitter is a, a big fan of Joe Ingles, but they, um, you know, they had an unbelievable end to last season. I don't remember how exactly how many games they won, but they won something like the 30 of their last 36 games or something. Oh, yeah. And that isn't, that's just not sustainable over the course of a year. I don't see, see I don't think you see that from the Jazz. They're going to be a playoff team. But they didn't have Rudy for them. the for fucking half of it. I mean, they missed. Yeah, but. But they're just not that good. They're not a... I don't know, dude. They're so good defensively. They're just not a team that's going to win 55 games in the West. That's not happening. I, I, I thought they would win 50. I thought they would definitely clear 50, but I wasn't sure what they would like pass that. But I'm kind of on the idea that they could. They could be... A 55-1 team, man. I really... We'll see. They're going to be 1-2 and two after tonight. No, um, they're going on a bit of a run here, Ultra. Yeah, we'll see. 8-0 run here. Hey, I've got it on, so if anything changes, we'll, we'll make sure to keep everyone up. Hells yeah! 
live updates via pod that you'll be listening to the next day. Let's uh, so give me your first take on some of the big rookies. Um, I first just want to say to my my boy Wendell, it's uh, it's all right, man. He had a couple of very tough. Wendell didn't have a very easy his very first game having to get it having to go up against Joel Embiid quickly made him look like a nineteen year old kid. Um, so that was tough. He's he's struggle. I think he played better tonight. <laughs> he didn't look very good against Drummond and Griffin either on Saturday against the Pistons. Held his own tonight against the the Mavericks and, and DeAndre like, but first couple games looked like a nineteen year old kid. So that. No, isn't a a concern, but you're like, oh, it would have been cool if he didn't. Like, looked like if he had just been like the man child that I thought he was going to be right off the bat. But nonetheless, um, Luka Doncic, I told you this right before we hit record on this thing, but I'm going to say it again for all the folks because we don't hide anything from our listeners. Uh, Luka Doncic has got some cojones on him. Uh he is very willing and very capable of putting the ball and making passes that I didn't know were possible, and it's super fun to watch. Breaking news. Passing can be super dope and super fun, and Luka Doncic makes it all of those things. Um, he did kind of, I guess his first game against Phoenix, eh, he was a little inefficient and like struggled shooting a little bit, but um, I think he's going to be super fun to watch all year. Uh, so no nothing wavering there. Um, and DeAndre Aiden, yeah, was a, a beast in the debut. Got a little bit of work. Um, I mean, all rookies are gonna kind of fluctuate in, in in different ways, but um, like no one's gonna be just like Donovan Mitchell was had a crazy season last year, but that's even that's so rare in so many instances. Um, but this I think this class is gonna be super fun. Um, Trey Young. Congrats, you did something only Steph Curry and LeBron have done. Uh, <laughs> score 30. What was the stat you 30, said? 30 points and 10 plus assists. 30 yeah. plus points and 10 plus assists. I don't know, man. I'm still very – I'm probably just going to – it's going to take a lot for me to come in, back into the, the Trey Young <laughs> camp. I and just, they're just running that offense through him. Right. He just is so... going to – He's gonna have some terrible nights. Like, yeah, which is questionably. Grayson. Speaking of rookies, my boy. He will have he will have some terrible nights for them, but he's gonna have which some is, ones like this. Is fine. And this is where I struggle with that thing because I'm like, that's fine. If that's just like what you want to do, not but impressed with how Colin Sexton kind of stepped up to the plate. I would have liked to see him. Yeah, the issue with Colin is that he's got to really, he's got to get a little bit of that college shit out of his, uh, out of his system here. He's not in college, kind of portion of stuff like, the clapping and some of that shit. Like he's just got to, I think he's got to kind of put his head down and just work some people before he, uh, I think does some of those extracurriculars that he's normally accustomed to being about. Right. Which yeah, is fine. Like, it's something to do like if you're winning like and a mess. kicking ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not feeling... Don't feel good about that over that we have. Or the making the playoffs bet. Ah, they can turn it around. 
it's it's doable. But yeah, not encouraging. Um, I mean, Kevin Love has looked pretty good. He has not been the problem. It's just the rest of their team just can't really seem to put it together. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, it wasn't. They haven't looked very good at the beginning. They would have been a team that would have been nice to have a good start to the season, but fortunately that's not the case. Uh, yeah, I, I, otherwise in progressions, uh, I mean, this is my first game I've getting to watch of Jaron Jackson. He's been had a, a decent decent game, he I think. He was really the darling of Summer League. Yeah, I'm very excited to watch him more. He did the most for people's stock in him. Yeah. I'll tell you who has been fun is Miles Bridges with the Hornets. Oh, yo. Yeah. He has had some huge dunks. I only caught the bit he was in against the Bucks. I haven't got to watch our 630. The, uh, that's a little inside thing. Ultra, Ultra texted me about this like two days before the season started. I was like, man, I can't wait to get home from work every day now and know that Charlotte Hornets basketball is going to be waiting for me when like, I get there. I'm just going to watch hours and hours of Charlotte Hornets basketball. Cause yeah. The most average. The I'm going to watch the yeah. most. I know the most about the first like quarter of Hornets basketball. I think I've watched more first quarter of Hornets basketball than some Hornets fans. I'll tell you what, though, man. They, I mean, they got their ass kicked uh, against the Raptors tonight, but Campbell Walker was Eastern Conference Player of the Week. He's oh, been really dude, good. he was so good in the Bucks game. Wow, it was so fun, dude! So yeah, he fun. Great. Him he when great. he's having those games, like it is that just it it takes you right back to his March Madness run, and it's mm-hmm. just insane to think he's doing this against pros, not like college dudes. Like it's fucking yeah. wild, man. He's he's fun. That uh, yeah, Miles Bridges is a good call though. I respect that. I've can't he didn't he's he could be sneaky fun as a as one of those rooks for them and that that's a team that needs a little bit more of a <laughs> needs something to get my heartbeat going as much as I it's like they're just like that that team I've like have thrown on is like the background of like making dinner and stuff post work it's just like oh man, there's basketball all right all my teams don't tip off to like seven seven thirty so yeah we can watch a little <laughs> we can fuck around with a couple minutes of some hornets of southeast uh north hornets basketball here and it's like them the heat and the magic like those three teams if it's heat are on i'll definitely throw that on before that but mainly it's the hornets are like the first tip off or if you sometimes get the knicks knicks will be there too but yeah for sure to so to circle back to something best possible scenario oh yeah for some of those but they don't they're not really getting all those east coast um, speaking of the opposite of rookies, though, something I didn't want to bring up that I told you I wanted to just get your reaction on. Um, and it's going back to our discussion on this uh, Utah Utah Jazz. So the Utah Jazz, I think, are the team of hiding guys and allowing them to accrue many, many years of uh, service in the league. Uh because if I were to tell you one, which I know I think we had talked about at one point last year, but Derek Favors, he's been in the league now for eight years. Really? Isn't that a little crazy to think it about? seems like more than I thought that he would have. Yes. He's 27 and he's been in the league for eight years. It seems like a, to say Derek Favors is an eight-year pro. 
The other one that did a head turn and maybe reaffirmed that this is a thing is Alec Burks has been in the league for seven years. <laughs> He's been having a good year. Yeah, He's but really Alec Burks has been in the league for seven like, We were still in college when he was, you know what I mean? Like That's kind of, I was like, what the fuck? He's been in the league for that long. And you compare yeah. that to like a guy like uh, Jay Crowder, who kind of feels like he's been in the league for a while. He's only been in the league for six years. <laughs> so he's been in the league less time than those other two dudes. Dude, I don't know what to tell you. That's interesting, though. And I also want to make the proclamation that Ricky Rubio on the Jazz is so much cooler than... I yeah. I was the biggest Ricky Rubio hater when he was on the T-Wolves. I'm not going to hide from those criticisms. There's too many receipts of me with those claims, but... Well, he's been not good for them to start the year. Yeah, he... I really liked... He was... I was I was drinking up the Rudy Kool-Aid in, uh, against uh, Golden State. He has been pretty awful offensively thus far, but... Yeah, he's shooting. room for improvement. <laughs> it's one for eight tonight. Yeah, once he's shitty, then I'm like, I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up for this. Uh, well, there were... <laughs> so I... I alluded to this because I wanted to make sure that I wanted to make sure that you had, you knew what the hell I was talking about about. But there have been two two commercials that have been playing consistently through these games, whether they're on TNT, ESPN, NBA, or if you're watching on League Pass. Oh, we're gonna close but, this pot out, baby. <laughs> well, we got this, and oh, we got shoutouts too. But um, yeah, so uh, I did want to get your thoughts on. Whoever Zach Levine's agent is that somehow got his, got him in a, a finish line commercial with Migos is, that guy should be getting paid so much money for locking that down. Like that that has to be one of the most unexpected appearances. Well, Zach Levine was also. Oh no, that's Denzel. I think Denzel Valentine's in the Express. Yeah, Can, they have some ridiculous one like Garrett Temple's in it, and it's like. Murray and yeah. Brandon Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, pretty funny. Also, like Baker Mayfield I saw was in the uh oh what's that shoe what's the real nice shoe brand? Uh the dress shoes, uh Clarks. No, it starts in the A uh Allen Edmonds. Yeah. He's in an Allen Edmonds commercial. Which I was like, I have never seen an Alan Edmonds commercial, but now I'm seeing one with Baker Mayfield in it. It's wow. tripping me out. Um, yeah, those are yeah, those are expensive, nice shoes. Um, anyway, so I yeah, yeah digress, I, I but yeah, you, exactly. I immediately thought of you. I was like, wow, this guy's big market now. Yeah, Throwing well, I mean, hey, TV. Chicago's a top three market, man. You gotta yeah. Zach Levine's thirty point per game. He had thirty four again tonight, so he's. 30-point-per-game score for your Chicago Bulls that will give up 230 points if they could. They gave us enough time, they would do it. Um, yeah, very odd placement. But it's also funny because he's, like, I always get a very, like, slight kick out of certain guys that, um, like, Zach Levine's probably in the, the echelon of, like, um, all-pro linebacker Brian Arakpo. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I I have uh, to say, like, there's a certain thing of like you having a guy be like a pro athlete being in like in your commercial, but the common everyday like sports fan is gonna have no fucking idea who that is. Like, I love Zach Levine. Zach Levine's gonna be great. I think he's gonna be a popular player for the Bulls, but. I could I could walk down the street with Zach Levine right now, and I and we could probably pull people and ask them, "Hey, which one of us is a professional basketball player?" And I think Zach Levine would, would beat me out just because he's in much better shape yes. than I am. But I think I could get a few out. votes. I think you're I could. An inch, you're an inch taller now. I don't know. He's no. He's taller. I thought he was six three. No, might be I think he's. I don't like the same. He's lanky tall, but I thought we were about the same. You know, I forget. You know about Ryan Archidiacomo being six three. Yeah, he's six five. He's listed as. Now he's probably the same height as me. <laughs> he's lanky though, but um, yeah, I think I'd be able to get like sneak like one or two votes in. Like the, it, it, once he jumps, Out like it's 10. pretty obvious. I think I can get ten. I could get ten percent of that polling. Yeah. Yeah, because someone someone would look at him as being a little like the widerly and be like, ah, maybe not, maybe he's not, maybe this guy is. Is I think you get one out of ten, but anyway. Yeah. And the other the other ridiculous ad is the League of Legends ad, which you is I've seen it with no wild. noise. But why does Gordon Hayward have? Why does Gordon Hayward have a goatee? Has he ever had a goatee? No, no, I don't think so. I'm not sure if he ever has. Let me let me check. Let me do a Google search here. Gordon Hayward go T. Well, I mean, he's had facial. <laughs> <laughs> so he does have facial hair. So this type in Gordon Hayward go T for me, please. Oh my God. And look at one of the first. <laughs> Do you see it? <laughs> Full beard. <laughs> There's like a, a terrible Photoshop of Gordon Hayward from his rookie year with like James Harden's beard on him. And it is the most ridiculous looking thing I've ever seen, I think. Oh my God. There's also some yeah, should... terrible Photoshop of Clay Thompson. Click into the link. There's like an there's an article and oh, like Rudy Gobert's shaved. beard. There's one of him shaving in here, and there's all kinds of stuff. So no, confirmed. Gordon Hayward had facial hair, <laughs> but he never had a goatee. He's yeah, he's got the strap. Uh, I'm looking at some. No, he's had facial hair. He's but yeah, never goatee actually. So no, yeah, what the hell. You can't. That's ridiculous. They just can't okay. do anime. They can't do anime beards. So they just could only give, give him the goatee. Here's my thing about Gordon Hayward and his his physical appearances. And if anyone can find this out for me, this has been a literally since he since he got himself a, a grown up haircut. I've had a life it is now going to be. It's soon going to be turned into a lifelong pursuit. But I need to know what hair product Gordon Hayward uses in his hair. I need to know it. I've, I've tried doing research on this. The man's hair stays in the same position all game, no matter how much he sweats, no matter what. Like, it is perfection at all points, and you know what it is, and you invest in it. It's 
It's truly impressive. It's got to have the greatest higher product ever. Now, if I find out it's like $300 for like a little eight ounce thing of it, and I have to scale it back, but can't pull that off. But uh, yeah, that's something it's, that's really all I think about when you brought this up. That's all I wanted to really talk about. But the commercial is wild as hell. I was waiting so for him to jump off, into like Voltron or something. Based on a very, very half-assed internet research here, I am seeing that uh, there's a Reddit post about Gordon Hayward's hair. It's the same question that you really had is like, this motherfucker it has his hair doesn't change the entire game. Like he must use he must have the best hair product of all time. How does he do this? Right. And, uh, I guess Joe Angles has commented that he has like seven different things he uses in his hair. Putting in it. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. There's a video, but it looks like it's a haircut, so maybe... There's a 13-minute video you should I'm check looking out. at they the post screenshot right now. But uh, let's wrap things up, Peej. What, uh, any shout-outs before we close uh, the day? Only big one. Well, I had uh, one of them. I already said the Zach Levine. Uh, give me the, all, the leading score in the Eastern Conference, I think. Um. My really the only shout out I had this week was to uh, Mr. Mr. Zion Williams, who put on quite a display at the Duke uh, opening. My God, Duke, <laughs> white, blue versus white, like scrimmage thing. He was uh, made the maybe the most effortless three sixty alley oop dunk I've ever seen. Um, I cannot wait to watch him dunk the basketball numerous times on uh, amateur. He- he is going to be a highlight reel. The fucking story of college basketball this year. I think he is going to have an impact that we have not seen in a really, really long time. I think. Like do you think be, he's the closest thing we would have like? Not to say he's going to be the same level, but I'm just saying as far as like, holy shit! I don't think I've seen that in college basketball. And like, if LeBron had played in college for a year. Like just that kind of like physical, like holy fuck, like they they just this isn't a thing we see anymore. I have not seen a guy dunk like him, ever, ever. Yeah. Not even LeBron, really. VC did some wild ass shit. I I won't I don't want to disrespect Vince Carter, but a guy that I'm just saying I I guess the guy. I'm not that saying size, he's a better though. dunker than yeah. That's right. what it means. I'm not saying he's a better dunker. I just mean. He is built. He seems like he's bigger than LeBron. I'll, like, oh, dude, he's two eighty. He's he's Miami he's, LeBron. He's he's, he's a nineteen year old kid, but he's got the Miami LeBron like. Because LeBron was like, I I make the argument LeBron was like definitely two eighty when he was in my, his first two three seasons in Miami. Right. He's a monster. He's gonna be unbelievable. Yeah, I think that's really the only one. That's all I really. All I could think about was I needed to plug that. Um, I really don't have too much. Um, fuck, I don't. I don't have anything, man. I ain't got nothing for you. Nothing to shout out this week. I'm excited. Um, you know what? Shout out to the like honestly, the best two weeks of the year sports wise. It's just great right now. Sports, 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 sports. It's life. We got we got everything. It's it's too bad that the rest of America and honestly the world seems to be might be coming to an end here soon yeah but fuck it gotta savor these weeks while we have fuck them. it yeah but pj i will i'm gonna see you in like 
four days here, man. Hells yeah, brother. Oh, can I can I put one more shout out in there? Yeah. Just this. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I, I was expecting a more of a Kawhi Leonard laugh. No. Pat Mahomes is taking a Kawhi Leonard in the power rankings of laughs. He's good at football. Okay, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. We will uh, we'll be doing another pod next week, I am sure. Check us out at the point forward, NBA uh, at gmail.com. Leave us a comment and review if you like what we're doing, and we'll talk to all of you soon.